You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Metrics and Chill podcast. I'm excited today to welcome Mark Thomas. He is the head of growth at Powered by Search. Mark, I know we've been we've been friends for a long time on social. Um, we're big fans of yours at Databox, uh, the podcast that, that that you've put together at Powered by Search. So it's it's a pleasure to finally have you on Metrics and Chill. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, likewise, been a fan of the podcast for a while. So hey, mutual mutual podcast friendship. Yeah, right, right. That's that's usually how it works. Yeah, I was actually turned on to it by by Pete. Uh, for, the, for those listening, our CEO at Databox, and um, he's a big fan uh, of the podcast and told me to check it out. So it's on my it's in my queue. Uh, I, I try to keep it keep it fairly lean, um, but uh, yeah, you're you're in my Overcast queue. So powered by Search, right. they made it. So I would encourage anybody listening to check it out as well. So, but why don't you tell us about uh, Powered by Search? Like who 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 is Powered by Search? What do you do? Give us the uh, give us the overview. Sure. So Powered by Search is a B2B SaaS demand gen agency. So basically, uh, we work with businesses that are um, looking for free trials, demos, uh, and uh, and freemium. Uh, so we're, we're driving demand through SEO and PPC, uh, working with companies like PhoneBurner, <clears throat> Lupio, Clio, uh, Point Click Care, lots of kind of uh, it's, a, it's a horizontal a horizontal marketplace yeah. for us but but it's all b2b SaaS with good market fit right right how long have how long have they been around for many years now uh we've been entirely focused on uh on b2b SaaS since 2018 um and and that's the real kind of um it's the real driver of growth to be honest is is the niching down uh and and kind of focusing on on being really good at that specific thing um i've been here 90 days now so uh so it's kind of pretty fresh for me lots of new challenges exciting times and i know like you, you do a lot of podcasting obviously so that's interesting podcasting sounds like it's a big acquisition channel you were mentioning before that one of the uh, one of the shows that you've had is like uh, the not the narrative style podcast, but the more straightforward one that you actually convert you know uh, converted a, a lot of business from that. So um, yeah, talk about podcasting in terms of like acquisition. Yeah, so when I joined, we already had a really um, what I thought was a really strong body of content uh, on the website already. In fact, it's one of the reasons that I knew that I wanted to join Power by Search um, because I thought they, the, the content that we have on our blog is actually one of the best sources of B2B SaaS content on the internet. And I thought, great, I'll, I'll go work there. Um, the funnel works really pretty well already uh, when I when I joined. Um, and and really the task is to uh, the task is to sort of move the um, move the brand into a into a really kind of a, a high awareness space. So uh, we're really well positioned for a certain kind of customer, but we're also looking to now broaden the awareness. Podcasting for me <clears throat> was one of the uh, one of the things I was keen to to bring in. Um, it's actually not something I'd done before, but. Uh, but it felt like we were gonna max, we were gonna maybe max out uh, at some point on on bottom of funnel content, which is effectively our whole our whole content strategy 
for for the blog and so uh implementing some kind of different formats of podcast that we could produce it with relatively little resource uh and and do that consistently over time um felt like a really a strong choice because we're effectively saying okay there's there's here's two more touch points at least that you can have with the powered by search brand um, right the the goal there is obviously just to keep front of mind for when somebody goes I need to drive demand for my B2B SaaS. Um, so what names have I heard? Uh, right. Well, you know, I, I could either go off to Google and type, you know, B2B SaaS marketing agency, in which case we rank already. Uh, <laughs> or I could or I could just remember, uh, I could just remember the name Powered by Search because they've built a, a brand specifically around this. So that was, the, that was the goal, yeah. It's a strong play regardless, but I feel like especially for service businesses or any business where the people uh matter so much like obviously product companies obviously people matter right customer support things like that mm-hmm. but day in and day out most users are interfacing with the product not people whereas service right it's different you have account managers you're 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 uh it's it's much more of a personal uh relationship so i think podcasting you're able to build that sort of trust and that uh those relationships uh more more intimately, I feel like, than you could with blogging. So, yeah, I feel like it's a really strong play. I've had several people on this podcast already that are in services or agencies, and podcasting is a really strong play. They drive a lot of business from podcasting. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's it's really interesting and uh, that I keep hearing that consistently. But And today you're going to be talking about SQLs, though. So for everybody listening, we're right. talking about sales qualified leads. But I just wanted to dig into that for a sec because I know you're investing a lot of your time into podcasting. As head of growth, so I'm just really interested to hear about like why. So that makes a lot of sense. So, but today we're talking about SQLs, sales qualified leads. That's the metric that Mark is going to be walking us through why it was a priority at a high level, what they did to improve it, and the actual results. So, starting at the beginning, Mark, how did obviously sales qualified leads? It's an important metric, but how did your team identify this metric as? This is an opportunity. This is an area of priority that we should focus on right now. Sure. Uh, when I arrived, we had um, we had a fairly, as I said, we had a fairly well converting funnel already. So uh, the path would be people would become MQLs generally, uh, and then you know several several months later they'd go, hey, I, I, I've been receiving your emails. Uh, I want to check check you out a little bit more in depth um, to see whether we'd be a good fit to work together and then convert into SQL. And then the, the path is kind of, we qualify people further at that point. And then, and then if, if they're a good fit for us, we'll make a proposal. Um, uh, the reason that we chose SQLs was I felt that there was, so we were already doing well enough that we could just take a risk at predominantly focusing on SQL versus, um, uh, the MQL step, which just feels further away from the, I mean, it is further away from the bottom of the funnel, right? Um, and and driving growth uh, directly into that that part of our funnel was was just much more of a priority. So we stopped doing um, we stopped doing a lot of the the uh, the paths uh, or removed a lot of the paths from conversions, which would which would generate MQLs, uh, and instead started pointing people and saying, hey, look. If you're an SQL, well, I mean, you know, if you, if you need this service, you should go to this page. Um, and and ultimately, the conversion rate between SQL and uh, and, and customer 
we probably convert one in five people from right. SQL uh, from SQL to customer, which is pretty strong. Right. Um, and and so that has a real impact on our bottom line, especially because we're a high high average contract value business. Um, so yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of, you're kind of getting into the, the next topics, but basically, <laughs> sorry, <Jeff. laughs> no, no, no worries. Uh, but basically the, the reason why it was an opportunity was you were, you were the first marketing hire that the agency made. And it sounds like you wanted to, rather than focus on, I don't want to say vanity metrics like MQLs and things like that, but you wanted something that was more, uh, aligned with the overall business, something that would create deal yeah. flow, something that would actually grow the business. So coming in, you wanted to focus on something that was much more aligned with the bottom of the funnel sales. And so your focus was on SQLs coming in. My question before we move forward is, was the SQL already defined at the company or was that something that you sort of helped build the criteria around? Yeah, it's um, for us because because our market is changing quite quite rapidly. Um, we it is an evolving criteria sure. um there was a conversion event uh so um we have a we have an assessment form so to book a book a session where we where we work out hey will you be a good fit for us basically um and filling out that form uh with with you know the correct qualification uh, criteria would effectively make you an sql we added some stuff in um actually uh, based on the because the volume of SQLs increased when we when we chopped off the the MQL phase, um, <laughs> uh, so so suddenly we had to be better at qualifying people, to, you know, automatically. <laughs> That's um, an easy way to increase the SQLs. Just get rid of the MQLs and then all <laughs> all of them just <laughs> well, <laughs> qualify. Well, you know, like yeah, I mean, I mean ultimately, I if somebody is a bad fit, um, if somebody is a bad fit at the point that they're at. For for you know sales sales conversation then then yeah you're a great fit for marketing because you'll develop over right. time maybe you'll become a better fit maybe we'll become a better fit for you so the MQLs actually increase also but as a function of the SQLs increasing which is backwards to the way that most people think about those things sure. um, uh, and it's you know I think I think with with less with well so with fewer people you know I'm just one person in the marketing team right now. Uh, uh, you have to focus on a single metric or a very small subset of metrics. Um, and I think a lot of people who are working in small teams focus on the, yeah, as you said, a vanity metric and, and that's often MQLs. Um, I, I just don't think it's sustainable for anyone's business when you've got very little resource, uh, in, in terms of people time. Right. Right. Yeah, so that that makes uh, a lot of sense in terms of why why it was an area that that you you prioritized. So talk about like at a high level, what did you and the team do to actually significantly improve SQLs? Like, walk me through the X's and O's. What worked? Yeah. So base level, adding in additional qualification uh, questions. Uh, the the most significant. We tested a couple of these, but the most significant thing that we did was adding in a budgetary, um, a marketing budget spend mm-hmm. uh, uh, per month uh, qualification question, and we we pretty much know you know our our target customer has a minimum uh, a minimum amount to spend, and therefore you know if, if it doesn't work, then they're they're probably going to be a bad fit for us because it's it's going to take it's going to take them a bit of time to to get the see their ROI. Um, so adding in that that increased things 
pretty well, uh, the quality of the SQLs we're getting. But then there's two two other kind of things that we did. So <clears throat> the first thing was, uh, as I said, cutting off the, the the different routes that you could get to becoming an SQL. We previously had several several forms that you could fill out uh, in different places. They had slightly different questions um, and many calls to action. So just trimming those down to a single one, which is you know book book an assessment or a self uh, an assessment with the team. Um, what were some uh, of the ones that you cut off? So we we had a contact us um, where somebody could sort of enter in like a free form qualification, sure. um, uh, which we found some people would fill out. You know, especially um, people who maybe had a much higher budget. Uh, <laughs> but but in reality, you know, it's not scalable. Um, you can't you can't manage that stuff uh, very effectively. We also cut out a uh, a work with us page, which was a, a slightly different version of our assessment page, but with with again a, a little less qualification um, and a broader focus. And really, it's about making it as easy for me and my marketing role to pass off a lead and say, okay, this is a person who could actually, you know. Who is who's qualified, right? They're sales qualified uh, or qualified for a conversation at least. Um, uh, so, so that was a that was a kind of a couple of paths that we cut off. So you had a, um, you had several paths into basically that would trigger an SQL. Work with us, contact us, the assessment page. You basically cut off two of those. Work with yeah. us, contact us. Which those people, if they filled it out, would automatically uh, trigger as an SQL. So basically, now you've made it much more focused funnel. You have to go through the assessment path, right? One universal set of criteria instead of three separate ones across three different forums. Got yes. it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just wanted to understand like what what you were removing too, because I'm really interested in. I'm sure others are in here, <laughs> hearing not not only what you did, but what you stopped doing. <laughs> the the removal, I would say, we saw an immediate. Uh, increase uh, obviously you, you know if you that's that's kind of physics right you take a, you take different paths out of a, a river uh, and suddenly the the strength of the river becomes better overall um, but then uh, the uh, the second thing that we did was to um, was to put into con place content distribution um, so we had a really basic content distribution plan uh, previously uh, it would work with um, we publish a blog post, publish three times a month. Um, it's really great content, but what was happening was it was getting shared maybe three or four times uh, on social media um, and once with an email newsletter. Uh, we'd also do some kind of uh, social post promotion as well. But really nothing structured um, and nothing for people who wanted to consume that content in a different way. Right. So one of my first things to do was to um, was to work out different ways to share the content. So I set up a um, a, a whole bunch of different formats. So uh, every time a blog post is shared, uh, we turn it into presentations. We create videos. It goes into our podcast. Um, we we share it as different email formats now. Uh, it gets tweeted in way in loads of different ways um, and frequently. So um, <clears throat> to manage all that, I set up a Todoist template uh, where I clone it every time um, every time we publish. It's got 33 something actions on it uh, to that I could take. 
And the effect that that has is obviously we increase the number of opportunities for a person to engage with the content. The content being as authoritative as it is increases the likelihood that someone goes, hey, I want to hire those guys. Um, Fills out the assessment. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Makes sense. Make the content more visible. I know you also did some things around realigning some of the CTAs to point to the key conversion point, yeah. which would be the assessment in this in this case. And you also improved uh, the conversion rate of some of your key landing pages. Talk about those things. Yeah, sure. So, um, so our landing page, uh, the homepage on our site is. Um, uh, when I arrived, we we had a case study download. Now, case studies obviously work pretty well uh, when you're in a consideration phase. Uh, that's my experience, anyway. If someone's considering whether to work with you, they download a thing, uh, you know, a case study of someone you've already worked with. If they are in the same industry as that person, or they recognize the name or something, yeah, you got a pretty good chance of converting them to to someone who might want to have a conversation with sales. But the majority of the time, that doesn't happen. Uh, you end up just kind of getting people downloading these uh, case studies, and then ultimately they. Um, what do they do with them? You know, they might read them briefly or they might forget about them. Uh, so what we did was we were like, okay, well, let's, let's just try, uh, let's try whipping that off. Um, we'll realign it from, Hey, here's how we helped, uh, helped our client grow, um, you know, leads by this amount and just make it a general, a general value prop and just say, uh, so we replaced it with scale your B2B SaaS demos and trials on demand, um, which is, that's what we do. Uh, right. It's like everyone, everyone who looks at that and has a B2B SaaS company, firstly, they, they think, okay, that's what I'd like. I'd like more trials. <laughs> I'd like more demos. Um, and then uh, and then the, the, the kind of the real magic, I think, there was instead of, instead of having a sort of a general image, we started sharing uh, recent client wins. Um, with numbers, so uh, right now on our, I, I update them regularly. But on our homepage right now, we've got you know free trial signups up sixty four percent month on month. You know, um, fifty three percent more leads, fifty nine percent reduction in CPA. Um, they're numbers that people who want our service would look at and go, that sounds intriguing. And then there's a button which says scale my MRR, um, uh, which is which is our whole our whole thing just scale your business uh, right. through demand gen. Did you test all this stuff? Test. Like, did you A-B test or was it just sort of like, you know yeah. what, the, the, these changes feel right. We're going to make them and we'll just measure the, the post. You know, we'll measure two weeks, month, month after. If, if, yeah. if it didn't work, we'll try something else. Yeah, half, half. Um, so uh, we the form and adding form fields uh, that, you know, the first, the first experiment that I ran uh, to, to increase the quality of SQLs, uh, we tested that. So um, basically it was, it was kind of like an informal thing. We never use a, a piece of software to do that, um, but basically monitoring the conversion rate and the, the down path uh, from there uh, over, I think we did 14 days at a time um, just to kind of get enough data um the home page there was a mixture so uh it was a bit of hey this is, my gut feel is that this is what people are looking at are looking for let's try it out um if it doesn't work we can revert back to the to the mql thing um but to measure that then i basically looked at the um the the conversion rate between uh 
between the homepage and the the assessment thank you goal. Uh, so thanks for filling out the form. So effectively becoming an SQL, um, and and watch the increase in conversions. Um, I got to say my approach is gung ho, and it made the team nervous. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I felt like we were already we were already seeing an increase in leads, so it, it was pretty it was a pretty safe bet, and it did it increased. Um, we went from uh, uh, from like, we, like, like less than less than one percent I think conversion to to like oh, like one and a half percent, and again that doesn't sound like very much, right? But um, but when you when you think about the contract value of an agency business uh, and the the kind of the effects of increasing the rest of the funnel um, from that that landing page, like I've just I've just landed on your website to I'm filling out your form. That's a huge that's a huge impact uh, to have uh, on a business. So, right. Yeah. You don't yeah. need you don't need massive numbers. Right. Um, no, no. I mean, they're significant, but they're not massive. I can I can definitely say that. So I want to just recap the things that you did uh, at a high level to, to improve SQLs. I'm going to start at the top of funnel and we'll move down. So first, really you just improve distribution, mm-hmm. right? Getting the content in front of more people is, you know, in the hopes, the bet you were making is drive more people to the website. More people to the website means more people filling out the assessment, right? More people mm-hmm. fitting the criteria. You also created a couple new podcasts, which is, you know, a big focus of your time now to reach new audiences as well, uh, or reach, just expand your audience really. Um, and that's, as you alluded to before, has, has resulted in some business. So a lot about new content creation distribution, just to drive more people to the site. Then you did some optimization work, realigning some mm-hmm. of the CTAs, uh, optimizing the landing pages, making some changes there to obviously convert more people. And then you actually created one path for people to go down. Uh, for mm-hmm. SQLs, which is the assessment call, and kind of got rid of the other two, contact us and work with us that kind of had a little bit fluffier criteria, maybe weren't true SQLs. So mm-hmm. is that a pretty accurate high-level representation of the things that you worked on? That's it. That seems like a good a good summary. So tell us about, give us the numbers. Tell us about the results here. Like what, what kind of improvement did you see in SQLs and, and over what time period did you see that? Sure. So the way that I measure this is... Um, uh, I measure it. Well, firstly, I measure it on a month-to-month basis for my personal tracking. Um, so I want to know, like, am I going to get? Cl- I, you know, I have a target number in mind, uh, and I I want to know how close I'm getting to that. So I measure that in um, uh, in DataBox, actually, mm-hmm. um, just uh, with a data board. Um, <clears throat> but then for for kind of quarter by quarter uh, is is really what I I think of. So I joined at the start of quarter two um so i want to measure my impact between the time that i arrived and the you know the previous quarter uh and we saw um we saw actually i just checked these numbers out just before the call uh 177 percent increase um in sqls from those activities um quarter over quarter no, yeah it's a rel- it's a relative uh it's a relative number right it's a percentage and um yeah i know you're aware. I know you can't share always, the specific, the absolute numbers, but yeah, what what can you share to help cool. us sort of ground that metric a little bit or that, that yeah, percentage I, improvement? Yeah, so I can say, you know, the conversion rate is 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 pretty strong from SQL to customer. So we're we're probably converting twenty percent of people um who become an SQL at the moment. Uh and I'm pretty pumped about that. 
the reason I'm pumped about that especially is because that's you know it's a high average average uh, contract value. It's going to be over 100k. Um, right. So, so so that's already a big impact. Um, we're seeing at the moment 10% month on month growth in in new revenue, uh, which is just wild. Uh, when again, when you're talking about like a business that's established and and has a high high contract value, right. um, and um, yeah, and so so yeah, that's a that's a, that's all I I guess that's all I can say to kind of qualify that. that for those for those following along, at, yeah, for those following along at home, Mark's given us all the numbers but one to help us do the math. Was basically 142 percent improvement in SQLs quarter over quarter. They're they're uh, converting about 15 to 20 percent of SQLs into paying customers. The average annual contract value of those customers is 100k plus. But what we don't know is obviously right, what the absolute number of SQLs, and I know that uh, you you can't really share that number. Um, but what you did say was that it was a strong strong business, and the conversion rates were pretty decent before you yes. started. So um, so it's safe to say that you've made some pretty significant, some pretty material improvements, uh, both in SQLs and more importantly, sales um, in a pretty short yeah. period of time from focusing in this area. That's it. Yeah, I mean. You know, I've been here 90 days almost, um, and I'm feeling pretty pumped about what I've done so far. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where we are in, uh, this time next year. Um, I think it's going to be a totally different ball game. Yeah, we'll have you on again, and that time we'll 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 you know arm wrestle to share <laughs> even more numbers. But uh, no, this is great. So yeah, I mean, keep keep doing what you're doing. I, I mean, the podcast is great. It sounds like that's working. The content distribution and, and focusing in that area drive more people to the site. Um, it sounds like a a big win in a in a in a very short period of time. Uh, and for for someone who's only been there 90 days, that's got to feel good. So thanks for coming on oh, yeah. and and sharing uh, sharing as much as you did. Um, I'm sure there's a lot that that that, that folks are going to take from this, myself included, just about. Um, love the stuff about the optimization work that you did and, and just focusing uh, the conversion points and the criteria around one path. So uh, I love that. That, that. Very fascinating. So again, great result. Thanks for coming on and sharing it with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.